Hey, everybody, this is Cole. I just wanted to remind you that as of the time that we're publishing this, you still have a couple of days to uh, to help us out by answering a couple of questions about the merchandise you'd like to see from the network. Go to duckfeed.tv slash merch survey 2015. Uh, answer a couple of questions, possibly win a Steam game. Maybe we're handing out eight of them and uh, really help us uh, figure out uh, the difference between our ass, a hole in the ground and a T-shirt. The deadline is midnight Eastern time on January the 31st. So answer sometime in the month of January and you should be fine. That URL once again is duckfeed.tv slash merch survey 2015. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs uh, Extrasode which is a retro gaming extrasode. Yes, and in this extrasode, we are reading your extrasode responses to the extrasode about Brave Sensor, Brave Sensor Musashi. <laughs> Brave, Brave Sensor Musashi. Yeah, it's the cyberpunk sequel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, whoa, you totally can't say that. <laughs> um, like, yep, no, Brave Sensor Musashi. You guys chose the game, and you guys wrote in to tell us uh, what you liked about the game. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. At first we have a little bit of, uh, Oh, hold on. Yeah, no, I done, I done goofed. We have a little bit of follow-up. Um, you're going to see why I, we probably should have put this in the, uh, in the episode about, uh, rock bands, but, uh, I, I, they got lost in my inbox. So I would like to get it into the show somehow. Yeah. So do you want to, do you want to go ahead and take that? Yeah. So father octopus writes in via contact, uh, saying, <laughs> that's a great name. I know. Right. Yeah, I like yes. that a lot. Rock Band holds a special place in my heart because I worked on it for my first job as a game programmer. Typically, a developer's perception of their own game is very different from the players who only see it in its finished incarnation. Games in development are buggy skeletons that you hope will come together at the end. Developers tend to play the same two minutes of a game over and over again to test whether uh, whatever small piece they're currently working on. Usually, playing the game when it's finished is the last thing that you want to do with your free time. Rock Band, however, was an exception, and the magic of this game was instantly appreciable in even its most primitive builds. I have a vivid memory of finishing work for the day and sitting down at the drums playing Fortunate Son over and over again while singing along until I realized it was 1 a.m. When the team and when the team had to stay late to meet deadlines, we would grab beers after dinner and play the current build with the same energy and atmosphere that our players got to experience. I once watched an early rock band build compelled a room full of jaded developer uh, sorry a room full of jaded games journalists to all belt out "Wanted Dead or Alive" at the top of their lungs. Rock Band also deviated from so many norms and expectations about games. It was a true social experience, different from so many competitive games or social apps socials in quotes uh you didn't get any points for playing a solo with a with a guitar behind your head uh but you did it anyway to impress your friends and live the dream in your living room as a solo experience rock band was borderline educational forcing us to listen to music we weren't familiar with or letting us experience familiar tunes in a new way so many times i learned to love a song i had previously hated only because i had never really listened to its bass part or a particularly sweet drum fill Needless to say, I loved Rock Band. I haven't played it for several years, but just like an 80s hair metal guitarist, I look back at that window of time and remember fondly when we all got to be stars. Oh, that's awesome. I know, right? Yeah. I feel like a real piece of shit for like not putting that in that extrasode. Oh, no, you shouldn't. I mean, we're putting it in now. Yeah. You shouldn't feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, thanks, Father Octopus. Thank yeah. you for listening to the show. And mm-hmm. that's awesome. You, you did great work. Yeah, did fantastic We, work. we love your game. Yeah, you brought a lot of joy into my life and lives of my friends. So yeah. uh, for that, we are incredibly grateful. Yeah, good job. Yeah. 
I appreciate it. And that, I, I like the idea of insight. And I can see that game being the type of game that like, mm-hmm. you know, you would you would enjoy testing. Yeah, the, like the, the core principle, the, like the, the minimum viable product is still an incredibly viable product. Well, and it, it's so um, iterative anyway, mm-hmm. or like you're going to end up playing the same part of it anyway in the final product. Yeah. So it's not like just going through the same stage over and over where you memorize it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can listen to Fortunate Son many times over and, and yeah. still enjoy it. Right. So very cool. Um, moving on to uh, responses about Brave Fencer Musashi. Mason says via contact. I think the Brave Fencer Musashi episode has been my most looked forward to episode so far. Oh, God, man, I hope, you're, hope that's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> this game, it's going to keep on happening, man. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, this game was such a big part of my childhood growing up. I used to get my hair cut at those treehouse cut places uh, at the mall in my hometown where you could play PlayStation demo disc while you got your haircut. What is this dream world he's talking about? <laughs> know, right? Do you know what he's talking about? Uh, no. All, all <laughs> like, I got to do is watch that uh, Tiny Toons music special with the They Might Be Giants songs. Well, and that, that's a good time, but I yeah. would like to play PlayStation while getting my haircut. I Me wish too, I could right? do that now, man. Yeah. Do you think the, the barber would be offended if I pulled out my 3DS like, uh, while getting my haircut? Barbers like to talk. They, they do, and I don't. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, one of those demos was Brave Fencer Masashi, and it's all I ever felt like playing. One day, my stepfather tells me we can go to Toys R Us and get a Nintendo 64. Being the child I am, I'm shaking with excitement on the way there, thinking of the new system I'll be playing with. However, when we get there, I make a different decision. I decided to get Brave Fencer Musashi instead of a Nintendo 64. I remember being so intrigued with the game that I couldn't not buy it. When I got home and started playing it, I was blown away by everything the game had to offer. The graphics, while not great, had so much charm to them. The music is still some, one of my favorites to this day, especially the track The White Cloud in the Sky. All the levels fill me with wonder while playing. Uh, the play on words humor never failed to make me laugh, and the scrolls aspect of the game truly made me feel like I was getting powerful. I remember playing the game after two certain tragedies in life, the first of which uh, was when I came home early after the, the attacks of September 11th and being very scared. The only thing that helped remedy my fear was playing the game and getting sucked into its world. The second tragedy was actually just a couple years ago when my mom died. I needed feelings of nostalgia to help cope, and of course, this game somehow made its way back into my life. I had to emulate it, but it was just as great as I remember. Hearing the music and watching the story unfold helped me cope with the pain. This is one of my favorite games of all time, despite its flaws, and I hope you guys enjoyed playing it. Did he write that to make you feel bad? Uh, I, think, I know he didn't, but like, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, Mason. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. Yes, Brave Fencer Musashi solved 9-11. Yeah, the, the, uh, <laughs> Cole, are you pro 9-11? Yeah, if you don't like Brave Fencer Musashi, you must. The, uh, I, I also, I, I mean, I didn't have it, I was a little bit older mm-hmm. when I played this, so it didn't have that kind of, like, kid nostalgia mm-hmm. feeling. It was more like I was a super crazy Square fanboy as a young adult, and also, you know, I also really love this game as I was younger. And as, as as the previous episode, hopefully you feel like we were fair, yeah. um, even if you know we did, totally didn't agree. Because even if, like mm-hmm. we're we're making a big fuss about Cole disliking it, like you know, it wasn't outside of the realm of nostalgia. Like I recognize its flaws. Yeah, it's you it's, know, yeah, it's not a war crime either. Like it's oh, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. it's not abject suffering material. Like it is. I still I still really like it and had a similar amount of affection. Yeah. I, I said everything I said in that first episode with this response in the back of my mind. Aww. So <laughs> the, I, uh, I carried that weight. Hopefully I carried it respectfully. Two, uh, two, two things that reminds you of. Um, one, we didn't talk about the music at all mm-hmm. um, in the main episode, which I think is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the track that plays during the castle yep. gives me a very specific sense memory of when I was young and had a tape deck. And somehow I got in a hold of a new age music oh, yeah? tape called Horizons. Mm-hmm. And it's the same chord progression from a song 
on this tape called Horizons I used to fall asleep to mm. as a youth. So, like, that music is a real instant, like, <laughs> it's going back two levels. It's going back to the first time I played Brave Friends from Masashi yeah. and then goes back to when I was, like, 11 yeah. and listening to this tape. It's a ladder straight down. Um, it, it was, is, yeah, it's crazy. If it's a song that I'm thinking of, uh, that also reminds me, it's like a sped up version of the Wild Arms theme song. Hmm. The, uh, the guitar, the guitar part that's in that. Oh yeah. No, th- this is uh, the one that he's talking about or the one that I'm talking about. Uh, either. The <laughs> castle one is really slow. Okay. Um, it's like, it's like a really calming synth bends. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there, there, there's one that kind of has the, like a quick arpeggiation that sounds like the, uh, the back, the backing guitar to the whistle track in, yeah. uh, in Wild Arms. Yeah, the music's pretty good. Yeah, universally, it's not like quite Final Fantasy good. There's mm-hmm. nothing quite as, as iconic, but it's pretty good. The other thing this reminds me of, because um, you mentioned 9/11, mm-hmm. um, is that so I, from from time to time I'm given to make a 9/11 joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mean to, to minimize Mason's fear, but I wanted to just share how broken of a human I am. Um, in that, like, there's some like there's certain jokes I will make reflexively. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not good jokes, and I shouldn't be making them, but it's just this weird reflex. So me and Elizabeth are looking at uh, um, houses to move into, or apartments to move into, maybe. Um, and we were meeting with a landlord the other day, and who is from New York, um, and was talking about Elizabeth's dogs. And she's like, "Well, how old are your dogs again?" And Elizabeth's like, "Oh, nine and 11. And I was Uh-oh. like, "Never forget." It's just like as like a reflex. Oh, like, no. <laughs> Gary, that's like no. some curb your enthusiasm level like I, awkwardness. I can't I can't hear those two le- numbers together and not say that in a million years. Like every time anyone's ever said call nine one one, I say it. Like any any time like um and she she didn't catch it, I don't think. And okay. if she did, she was exceptionally polite and just didn't, didn't you know, say anything about it. Like didn't, yeah. yeah, just didn't acknowledge it. And she I don't think she I don't think she caught it. Because I didn't, I didn't shout it from the rooftops or anything like that. I didn't laugh at my own joke or anything. But then I immediately was like, oh, don't, don't, don't say that, Gary. Um, but, I mean, it's it's hilarious. Like, that is a funny story. Uh, you probably yeah. shouldn't have said that thing. I shouldn't you have know said that. that so. I, I do know. I don't even know if it necessarily even occluded us from getting the getting the place. Right. Um, but, you know. That's pretty good. Yeah, so it, like I, I'm always looking a little bit fascinated. Like people ask, you know, like where were you when you know such such and okay, you know, third period algebra class, awesome, great. Uh, but um, just thinking back to like like trying to square when that took place with the games that were that were available, it kind of feels like like the, these these shouldn't have been concurrent to me. Brave Friends Umasashi and nine eleven. Yeah, a little bit. Like I I don't know why, but just like that you know, that era of Square was like right over top of that, or it was like coming to an end right around that time. But like one of them feels like it should have been way before the other. But I say that knowing that when I came home from middle school in nine eleven, uh, I was playing Counter Strike and Team Fortress and like talking yeah. in chat rooms with people. So like there definitely is like a like a time and place. I wonder if there's room for a feature like on the fifteenth anniversary. Like what did you play to cope for, with nine eleven? Oh sure, yeah. Like I like and I I definitely have video game memories around that time. But also, and this is you know right wrong or whatever. It's just the truth is that like mm-hmm. it didn't affect me so much. Yeah. Like because of the age I was at and because of my living situation and stuff, like I didn't, I wasn't too affected by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my game choices and and stuff at the time were possibly insensitive mm-hmm. because of that. Like I was just like, oh, that's that's that sucks. And then like played Grand Theft Auto Three. Yeah, you know, well, and like, like I said, I, that. I was just playing Counter Strike, where every round you hear terrorists win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, it's just kind of weird. Like uh, like, I tend not to reflect on things in terms of nine eleven, mm-hmm. which is probably why I feel comfortable <laughs> making dumb jokes right. like that. 
Um, but yeah, I don't do it often, but sometimes it'll be like, huh, that actually like really did define everything. It it definitely did. Like you can check it in media and stuff. And I don't, when I say that, I don't mean to minimize anyone's. Oh yeah. For did sure. have a hard time with I'm not saying like, you are either. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just, uh, obviously like I am sympathetic to people affected by tragedy. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have, there wasn't a nationalistic bent yeah. to yeah. my feelings of it. Like I felt empathetic towards the individuals. I didn't feel that empathetic towards the country. Right. Um, afterwards, yeah, because I'm a pinko commie asshole. <laughs> but what Mason, so. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a pinko asshole commie yet, yeah. um, you know, at, at that time. But what Mason says about like using this to cope, we talk about that a lot. Like, that's oh, a, totally. That's like it's a, just like, like a theme I think of that, the yeah. show. Yeah, like I, I spend a lot of time coping with with my life. You know, it's just like, I tend to be scared from internal things, <laughs> right, as opposed to external things. Yeah, um, not, I'm not making a qualitative statement on that either. Like, it's not one is better than the other. It's just that's how my brain operates. Right. So. Alex writes in via contact saying, I love this game. To be honest, I had more fun with Brave Fencer Musashi and Mega Man Legends than I did with Ocarina of Time. It may just be the environment and characters or the fact that action figures are the best idea ever. All Zelda had was creepy spiders. Yeah, uh, you know you know what? We talked about doing Mega Man Legends before. I'm mm-hmm. very scared Mega Man, Mega Man Legends won't hold up. Uh, I went back and played it because I was like, like oh man, what's going to happen? It holds up. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like I, I, was... I played like the first the first minute because I was like, man, is just is this whole period of time just a blasted hellscape of things that will not play? Yeah. And it's like I, I get a sense that it's not. That's good. It feels more functional than than, than this does to me. Okay, well, that's that's good because I they 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 seem kind of of a piece in my mind. Yeah. When I think of them, um, I'm also like you know I like Ocarina of Time a lot, but there are things that I like better about this game than I like about that game. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say this game is better, but there are things that I like better about it. Yeah. So I can see, see that as well. Mm-hmm. And we, we should also know, like, this game is is pretty, like, the fans have tons of affection for it, but it's not like you guys are anomalies. Like, this game is well-received. Mm-hmm. It's kind of universally pretty well-regarded, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you look at the, like, reception stuff online, like, yeah. lots of Bs, mm-hmm. you know? This is a B, B plus. Yeah, B is fine. <laughs> like, yeah, B is good. B good. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you, Alex. Uh, Eric says, by contact. Um, I'm so excited that Brave Fencer Masashi won the contest because it was one of my favorite games I never beat as a kid. I got to the part where you're in the bar with the zombies at night and have to do a bunch of hard platforming stages. It's so cool that I can now listen to you guys play it since it's sadly not on PlayStation Network yet. Yeah. This, yeah. this is another one of those anomalies. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it really should be. I'm happy that also, like, several people kind of mentioned um, that the uh that they wanted us to do this so they could do it vicariously mm-hmm. and i'm happy to provide that service yes yeah. you know yeah mm-hmm. and finally we're going to round out with sean who writes in via contact saying i bought brave fencer musashi the day it came out because it came with a final fantasy 8 demo uh, i had the money set aside and had my mom run by best buy after eighth grade uh so i could grab it um, I played the demo something like three times that evening and then got to the actual game later in the week. I was so excited that it turned out to be worth it, too. It was something like Zelda, but it was on the PlayStation, so I could rub my Nintendo fanboy's best friend's face in it. Uh, an added bonus. I agree with Gary's comment on the late 90s era Square uh, being so cool and experimental. Games like that and Einhander uh, were so great and different, and I wish Square would take more bold chances like uh, like those games nowadays. I also wish I'd held on to Brave Fencer Musashi, but I sold it at some point uh, and have been looking for it ever since. Tough to find. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of used copies on Amazon. Yeah, you can definitely get you can definitely get a used one. I think that the big the price inflate comes from like you know, full like, package, yeah. Yeah, full package, like complete yep. um, things. But yeah, and I, you know, as far as like rubbing it, any, I'm glad that this, I could see how this game would play out differently in my mind if it came at a time I was uh, 
like involved in the console war mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like I had more fanboyishness yeah. for things. Um, I'm kind of glad that that I didn't because I don't know if how history would treat me. Mm-hmm. You know about that? Like the uh, but it is nice to have like that is part of why this is so weird is that it is a very Zelda ask experience mm-hmm. um, on a console not meant for doing that. Right. Like a Lundra or something, <laughs> you know. Was there a Lufia game on uh, on on PS PS One or was that a? Hmm. I I don't remember. Yeah, um, yeah. And a, I'm glad we didn't do a Lundra because a Lundra is three quarters overhead <laughs> diagonal view, which makes it impossible to do anything with. Right. Like I can't I can't play those games. Yeah, there ever. there was a canceled PlayStation Lufia game. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks thanks for voting in. Thanks for giving us a chance to replay it hopefully um our less than glowing appraisal of it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings mm-hmm. i think we definitely don't want that yeah um but yeah it is a, I, it is a good game <laughs> um the uh if you have anything to say about the games we're doing next um which would be uh jet grind radio or jet start radio uh masters of no. star control 2 <laughs> yep star control <laughs> I, I always get those confused yeah me too um yes uh, star control 2 um or game books so like mm-hmm. choose your own adventure lone wolf um Sorcery, that kind of Fighting thing. Fighting fantasy kind of stuff. Fighting fantasy, yeah. If you have anything to, to say about those, uh, please hit us up on duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Mm-hmm. Or chime in on the Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash watch out for fireballs. Um, and if you're feeling generous, you can kick us a couple of bucks a month on Patreon in order to uh, help support the things we do. Yeah, we'd really appreciate it. And that's uh, patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. And now look out for a few deleted scenes. I think, I think that I may have done that thing where I accidentally drank too much coffee. Oh, hey. I remember what that was like. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm halfway through my second cup, and I'm just kind of like getting feels. Ooh. Ooh, I know, right? Really? Still down there, bad boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a relatively size. Someone's going to get a coffee spanking. <laughs> is, that, is that like spanking me with a heated up coffee spoon? Yep. <laughs> Classic coffee spoon. It's it's heating you with a heated up uh, craft of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's brutal, Gary. Yeah, just splashes everywhere. Yeah, just hot shards of glass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have minded. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. like Icarus, I flew too close to the coffee sun. Yeah. I am also I'm also wondering why the country duo Big and Rich never teamed up with rich little big and rich and rich little yeah i didn't know there was a country duo called big and rich they did a song called save a horse ride a cowboy oh i know that song i didn't know yeah who did it it, which (laughs) weird like weirdly enough there's that crossover between like hip-hop and country aesthetic yeah um and the beginning of that kind of starts with them kind of like just riffing off of each other like i'm big and he thinks he's rich (laughs) No, is the guy who's big at, who says he's big actually big? Uh, no, actually, has to stand on a stool in order. To, <laughs> I, yeah, well, he, I think he might the, be big. It's the irony gang. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, it's it's you know, it's like how every big every every big old gangster is called tiny. Yeah, yeah. the 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 save a horse, ride a cowboy has a it's a really grim view of what happens when you ride a horse. Yep. Like they, you know, they don't all die. <laughs> right. Like you don't you don't. Ride all of them until they foam and, and collapse to get a message to Mordor or whatever. Right. Like sometimes you just ride them and they're your stalwart companions and mm-hmm. they're happy too. Yeah. Like they, they they like to run. Yeah. That's like that's their whole yeah. thing. They were born they're, to run. Yeah. They're essentially just, yeah, they're just cars. Yeah. Of uh, like, animals. Yeah. Save a horse, ride a cowboy.
Yeah. And save a horse, drive a car. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, or say or or fuck a horse, save a cowboy. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's yeah. Why are that's, they Why are they riding these cowboys? Is this like pony play? Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. I know. Man, I'm looking at a Google image search of these guys, and boy, oh boy. I'm not sure which one's big. I'm not sure which one's rich, but one of them sure as hell is wearing a top hat looking an awful lot like white slash. I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, the little little round fella and then like Heath Ledger as the Mad Hatter instead of yep. the Joker. Uh-huh. Here's one huh. of him wearing uh, appearing to be some kind of colonial forces commander um, yeah. with, wearing epaulets. That's very weird, and neither of them are particularly big. Like one of them is slightly rounder, right? Um, he's but he's not. I guess he's kind of short, maybe. But he's right next to to Rich, so who mm-hmm. who can tell? Yeah. Well, yeah, look at these assholes! Like, <laughs> <laughs> whoa! Did you see the one with the guy holding the guitar hero guitar that says "Yeehaw"? No. On it, it's on my Google image search. It's like five or six rows down on the far left. Okay. It's at like a music awards or something, and the one on the left looks like he's holding a plastic guitar. In the back, it says "Yeehaw." <laughs> I did, I can't get past the top hat. Yeah, it is, this, this is there's a lot here. <laughs> yep. And see, I'm only aware of this song because because of a country radio. But whenever I'd go do karaoke in Mansfield, somebody would get up there and do that, and it would really get the it really get the room pumping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they want to have sex with cowboys. Right. Yeah. Yep. Everybody wants to have sex with yeah. a cowboy. Yeah. Wow. These guys look like friends, though. I, I kind of oh, yeah. like like this is kind of endearing, like the the grand total of these pictures altogether, because uh-huh. like they're they're just like hugging and loving a lot of the time and yeah. kind of leaning into each other and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, they're they're posing in a picture frame and I, I assume either big or rich is like reaching out to the camera, like yeah, it seems like they're yeah. having a good time. Doing these guys no- are definitely having a good yeah, time doing novelty country rap. <laughs> Yeah, these guys like, are having fun. Yeah, I wouldn't take yeah, I wouldn't take that song away from anybody, and I wouldn't take them. I wouldn't take big away from rich. However, yeah. you have to. You I have would to take rich away from big. Yep, <laughs> because um, rich is real bad for big. Yeah, real bad, he's influence. A bad influence. He does look like he'd be a bad influence on him. A little bit. There's one of them down there where they're taking a picture with somebody who I'm sure like is famous, but they're just in their casual clothes. Mm-hmm. And Rich's casual clothes is a sleeveless shirt that just says "Happy Time" on the front. <laughs> I'm seeing one of uh, I I assume okay so big uh, big is not the rounder guy big is the the, the top hat guy there's a and rich is wearing a shirt called vote rich that says vote rich on the front of it and uh, oh big, so so rich is the little guy yeah rich is the little guy so they're, they're so they're not it's no there's no irony in, in country right. music uh huh like we'll call you big because you're slightly bigger. <laughs> And we'll call me rich probably because I have a little bit more money. Okay, I'm basing this off of the fact that one of them is wearing a, vote, a shirt that says "Vote Rich," and he, that could be. Although he yeah. could be helping Rich out on his presidential. Yeah, campaign. he's the, he's the, he's the uh, running mate. Yeah, Big and, Rich 2018. Yeah, and Big and or Rich is wearing a blue bandana, sunglasses, a shirt that has a Jolly Roger on it that is labeled "Love Pirate." Yeah, these these guys are confusing. <laughs> I assume that the tall the slash guy was rich just because he's a little bit more ostentatious, right? A lot of the pictures. But I don't know. I'm not necessarily basing that on anything. Okay. Looks a little bit like um, Thomas uh, Thomas Hardy, or no, not Thomas Hardy. Uh, uh, the guy from Wings, who was in Sideways. Oh yeah, yeah. Thomas uh, is it Thomas? I don't know. What I keep saying. I, mean, I was gonna say Thomas Jane. That's not true. <laughs> uh, Thomas Jane. Yeah. Who that guy is? Yeah, I, I forget who. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. There we go. Yeah. I knew it was a Thomas. He looks a little bit like Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, yeah. He's got the he's got the jawline a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then in the one in the upper right where he's wearing the high, they're at the awards, mm-hmm. he looks a little bit like Willem Dafoe, but he has the hair of Heath Ledger. Like, he's just this melange of Batman villains. <laughs> yes, he is. Or Spider-Man and Batman villains. Yeah, so like, just together. villains. <laughs> yeah. The crisis of infinite riches. Yeah. They're, they're all they're all back. <laughs> yep. Okay. okay, so it's Big Kenny and <laughs> Big Kenny and John Rich. Yep. So big, big is a uh, top hat guy, and uh, it's, huh. it's John Rich is the uh, is the one who looks like a more conventional country. Yeah, uh, the rounder. Although rounder. in his Wikipedia uh, photo, he is playing a flying V guitar, which is a decidedly non-country. Uh, yeah. Mix. You know, their latest album was called "Hillbilly Je- Jedi." <laughs> <laughs> These guys kind of fucking rule, actually. Like, like they're just they're interesting. I don't know. Like. Yeah. Uh, Good job. I've I done a real 180 on you guys. Yep. Good job. Oh, there's also one called Gravity, which I assume they scored the movie. <laughs> yeah. Came out in 2014. Yeah. Gary, the, the math adds up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, and then uh, in 2007, they did, they did Between Raising Hell and Amazing Grace, uh, which kind of sounds a little bit too Jizo for me. but Yeah. Who, who knows what how Jizo it actually is that well oh, yeah. they did have a top 20 hit that's why I pray so they're probably yep. pretty Jizo either they want to fuck uh, cowboys like constantly unless they are literally talking about riding one yeah like I said some kind like of Blaster weird BDSM, BDSM yeah. pony play dynamic that they're in for yeah you know it's good to see country stars getting out behind alternative lifestyles yeah the more stigma yeah. we can take away the more the, the quicker we can all get uh, get along right yeah they don't just want to pray right <laughs> or maybe they just did a 180 maybe like their their top 20 hit that's why i pray came later like oh, they converted yeah. like they used to be about riding cowboys oh they now pulled it down about, yeah yeah and now they're about saving cowboys right now, that's what I mean, that's what they mean when they say save a horse yep i mean save his soul <laughs> yeah and and uh as opposed to a cowboy soul. some kind of weird christian de- denomination yeah. that believes horses have souls but no other no other animals and most so of them go it. to hell yep unless you can yeah, that would, that, would make, that would make hell awesome. Yeah, hell is just full of on fire horses. Yeah, like that. That's that's rad. Like, or just like tons of horses, like not barely enough room to stand. Uh huh. You know, just like so many horses, it just smells bad. They're always <laughs> lifting their tail at you and shit. Yep. It's no good. God, I hate horses. Yeah, they're really scary. Yep. Man. They're really beautiful from a distance, and when you're close to them, sometimes it, you can get kind of wowed by the power. Oh yeah, of such a creature. But yeah. it is they are intimidating, and they can just like. For no good reason, kick your head off. <laughs> yep. Like, we, so we had a we had a family friend uh, whose daughter almost died because she got uh, kicked by a horse in the stomach and it like cut her liver in half. Yeah, which was really like Jesus. Was he trying yeah. to do that? Is this the Hannibal Lecter of horses? Yeah, it's just like anatomical precision. <laughs> yeah. These kicks. <laughs> they, they found a copy of Grey's Anatomy in his stable. <laughs> Yeah, but you gotta laugh. Well, yeah, but yeah, she's she, she's all right. She's she's doing okay now. She's doing okay. She's doing okay. I spent a lot of time around horses when I was little. Hmm. Yeah, my 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 grandparents did catering for uh, the Delaware Ohio Fairgrounds, which has big horse oh. races every year, and so <laughs> I spent a lot of time around horses as I was helping them out. Hmm. Full um, horses, and then also Malabar Farm, which was the 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 the, the site in the middle of uh, Ohio. Uh, where Louis Bromfield tried to Is create that where a Malamars socialist. Malamars come from? No, no. Malamar Farm. Ma- Malabar Farm. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> it's like the uh, the old Malamar Farm. <laughs> yeah, the like, old Jesus Christ, farm. Cole, This coffee has done a number on you. <laughs> yes, it has. Old Uncle Cole's fucking off his rocker today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> at the Mallow. Farm. Then I was at the Malamar farm. Yep, where you just pulled cookies off the trees. <laughs> like, well, it's actually more of a bush, but it's a tall bush <laughs> with, yeah. with, 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 with very woody roots. So yeah. so they're mistaken for trees, and we just call them trees to reduce yeah. confusion. Big no, bush no. And... It's where, it's where uh, Louis Bromfield tried to uh, create a socialist utopia in the middle of Ohio and caused a bunch of people to lose their money by investing in it. And also, I believe Cary Grant got married there. Cary Grant got oh. married to Lauren Bacall. Hmm. Yeah. And then you were there at the site, site of this, like... I was at the wedding. Thing. I was their photographer. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, no, it, it was... Yeah, a, I was in utero. And... Yep. No, it was... Uh, this, this was a... Uh, um, uh, common tourist location and also like for weddings and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, like 20 minutes away. Really nice. Like festivals. They had like a like a harvest festival, like old timey pioneer kind of thing where you would go and, you know, yeah. Hmm. Pioneer hmm. days, they called it. Cool. Yeah. Sounds, sounds legit. Yep. You know what show I forgot was really good? What's that? Venture Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am not... It was like whenever that's on, it's like my favorite show, but mm-hmm. I haven't watched the fifth season. Nor have I until the most recent season. I watched all and of I it. Just, I, yeah, I'm starting to do like a rewatch yep. of it because it's incredible. Uh huh. And I just like, you know, me, it was one of the casualties of me like not really watching TV anymore that I missed. So I'm trying to get back into it. Yeah. But I want to, I want to, that show is so rich. Myth, you know, it has such a rich mythology that I want to watch from the beginning. Yes. Um, it's weird. I associate the first season with being like really stupid. Like, just mm-hmm. like they hadn't found their voice yet, but it's really only the pilot. Like, after mm-hmm. that, the animation quality gets a lot better. And even though they you know, rely on, like, reference humor a little bit too much in the first season, like, eventually it finds, like, its emotional center and it just takes off and is, like, sad and depressing. Yeah, and it's cynical. a show about failure. Yep. The, uh, it, it's, I would never say the first season is bad, but you're right. It's, like, it's not even mm-hmm. as bad in comparison to the rest of the season, series as, like, the first season of The Simpsons, I think. Right. Like, it finds its voice faster. Like, the first yes, season does. has um, the the Mr. Brisby, mm-hmm. the Disney World one, which is really good. And yeah. I think that has the tag sale, You're It, with the garage sale, which yeah. is, like, a... I think that's in the first season. Yeah, yeah, it's where the where where they where they uh, force all the supervillains to like hand over their weapons as they come in. Yeah, like that that yeah. that's such a quintessential like mm. great Venture Brothers moment. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, just, and then, and then there's Hank being super weird with his his uh, sub shop, his grinders. <laughs> yep. Like you know, like that 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 they really got they hit a stride like really early on. Yeah, yeah, and just like yeah, well, watching it, just realizing, oh, episode two, this is the show. Like mm-hmm. it really picks up, but for some reason in my mind before the rewatch, it was like, yeah, season one, I might skip it, but I'm glad it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It, get, it gets it real quick and it just gets, it just gets better. Yeah. Um, that show is great. Mm-hmm. What, a, what an awesome, like, I love how, like, it's so brave. Like I remember when they first, you know, had the, had the kind of, I mean, I guess they're probably don't have to worry about spoilers for like season two of the Venture Brothers, mm-hmm. but like when they stopped being able to be, you know, sitcom and just have everything reset. Right, like it is a show dedicated to change, and characters <laughs> change, and situations change, and stuff in a way that doesn't happen on any other animated show. Yeah, it's kind of great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like there's no stasis. Like, yeah, everything is kind of carried forward. There's a persistence to it, and the idea that something can be brought up in one episode, and then all of a sudden it's a full blown character six episodes later. Yeah. 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 Well, and like they, they have that idea of like they want to end each season with kind of a big thing and then mm-hmm. those big things actually matter. Yeah. You know, and carry over like the, the, the first episode of the next season is them dealing with the, the fallout of that. It's not, you know, well, it's another day, you know, at the, at the venture round compound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That shows that's masterful. I get I get mad watching that show yeah, because it's so good. And like, I'm not that smart <laughs> or funny. Like yeah. it drives me crazy. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, so I just uh, I just did that rewatch. Season five is pretty good, although uh, <laughs> something weird happens where eventually every character starts being voiced by Doc Hammer and Jackson Public, mm. and you can really tell. And it's like, oh, this is just Hank's voice, but slightly nerdier or something yeah. like that. It's like, oh, that's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, don't skip on the extras budget. Yeah. budget. There's the big uh, controversy with Stephen Colbert with those guys. Do you remember that? Uh, he voiced uh, the um, Professor Impossible, like the uh, Mr. Fantastic, and yeah. then left after the, after season one to be replaced by Bill Hader, I believe. Yeah, yeah. he, he <clears throat> left and he was real, like, kind of a jerk about it, oh. like, which is kind of weird. Like, he left, like, he sent, he had his man, like, send them a note that said, like, Mr. Colbert has neither the time nor interest in participating with this project anymore or something like that. Oh, that's bummer. Like, something really kind of, like snarky and mean and they oh. they were just both really shocked by it yeah i don't associate stephen colbert with that kind of attitude me, me either yeah I, I don't know i mean i i guess that like me saying that, that happened i don't actually know that he was a dick about it mm-hmm. that could have been any number of things like his assistant could have just been a yeah, dick about yeah. it but it is it is weird like there was a little bit of little drama there mm-hmm. 